Everything I learned from movies Helps to make life a little bit groovy With a one last plot holes and gratuitous boobies It's time to get busy With your friend Steven Izzy In January, a message from an extraterrestrial source was picked up at the Parks Observatory in Australia. A new sequence of DNA, friendly instructions on how to combine it with ours. This growth is amazing. The decision was made to terminate the experiment. emergency on our hands. I want a team to track her. Hunt her down. You created a monster. Now you want us to kill it. We decided to make it female so that it would be more docile and controllable. More docile and controllable. I guess you guys don't get out much. She wants to have a baby. She'll kill anyone that gets in her way. I wouldn't hurt you. Yes, you would. Just don't know it yet. She can have a dozen babies. She can lay a thousand eggs. Something's wrong. Steve. And I'm Izzy. And this is Everything, Everything I, learned I Learned From Movies. Tonight. Oh, tonight. Uh, we were talking about the uh, 1995 alien invasion, quote-unquote thriller. Classic. Classic. Fucking classic. Species. Species. Uh, starring uh, the great Sir Ben Kingsley, uh, Michael Madsen, uh, Doc Ock, I mean, uh, Alfred Molina, Forrest Whitaker, Marge Helgenberger. And of course, from CSI fame. That's right. And uh, of course, introducing Natasha Hansridge. Woo! Oh, yeah, you get introduced. <laughs> <laughs> but first. Oh, but first. Do you need a drink, my love? Absolutely. You want to pull from the uh, mystery beer box? I would love to. What we got there? I have oh. an Ace Hard Cider, 5% by volume. Very nice. Since 1993. Look, ciders in this mystery box. Yeah, it's almost as if it's not even a beer box. It's just a booze box. <laughs> oh my god, what if we pull out just a bottle of tequila? <laughs> hey! You won't be drinking it. Uh, probably not. Alright, so jingly jingly. Sorry, using the bottle opener on my uh, keys here. Pop the top. Oh, my top! You got something I can pour this into? I do. I have a glass from Epic Film Guys. Epic Thanks Film a lot, guys. guys. Epic Film Guys podcast. Nice pour, my love. My pleasure. Got oh, a lot of practice yeah. this being our, what, 80th episode? <laughs> wow. That is a crystal clear beverage. Oh, wow. That is the color of a well-hydrated human. <laughs> yeah, yes, indeed. Mm, not a lot of hit on uh, this one. Here. Very crystal clear. Lots and lots of bubbles. Smells nice and fruity. Mm, yeah, smells All like right. apple. Going in for the sip. Ah, 
Mm, sweet. Sweet, a little bit tart, not overly sweet. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, I like a hard ciders. They don't have any weird, funky aftertastes like some ciders do. I'm looking at you, other guys. No. <laughs> <laughs> looking at you, uh, Angry Orchard. That's the only they I do think all about right, too. No, yeah. we've definitely had ciders though where they've had weird aftertastes or just been funky in general. So it's very nice. It's like a, it's like some well carbonated tree top. It's gonna get you drunk. Indeed. So species. Oh my god. This movie, I had not seen this movie in easily 15 years. Yeah, easily. I, 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 yeah, probably 97, 98 is probably the last time I saw it. I probably saw it four or five times, you know, got boobs yeah. in it. <laughs> I always watch the TV edited version, I know yeah, that. Yeah. So my version did not have as many boobs, although it was one of those things you knew the boobs were there. Oh yeah, they were like, heavily implied. Yeah, you knew you knew when movies had the boobs and the... Uh, the MFers replaced with melon farmers. <laughs> By the way, did you know Lethal Weapon has a, contains a lot of melon farmers? Indeed. Oh. So many so that it got spread around my school that melon farmer was a derogatory term for people of color. All right then. Yeah, that was a thing in like the sixth grade. Huh. <laughs> I was like, I Good thought it was know. just people who grew melons. <laughs> it's like calling somebody a ditch digger. <laughs> right? it, it sounds bad. Right? <laughs> or like uh, the Hyundai Juke? <laughs> Is that a thing? That's a car. Interesting. But I feel like I said, Steve, you're a fucking Juke. That would be some sort of hate crime. You better be talking about football. <laughs> Striking my Heisman pose. <laughs> so, Species. Species! Uh, comes from director Roger Donaldson, who uh, <laughs> pops up on our podcast once again. Is he, is he an alumni at this point? Oh, he is. Uh, well, he started off with Cocktail, and then The Getaway, and then this, and then he did Dante's Peak. Yeah! Uh, he also did The Recruit, World's Fastest Indian, Bank Job, Seeking Justice with Nicolas oh, Cage. that movie's awesome! Also, yeah. I love World's Fastest Indian. Yeah, you had movie. not seen that before you met me, right? That's true. Yeah, there's peeing on a lemon tree, there's also some motorcycle racing. Yeah, all by Sir Anthony Hopkins. Yeah, playing a kiwi. So species. Species. <laughs> Kiwi free species. No. Yeah. Let's see. Where do we start with? Boobs. Um, no. Uh, no, it starts with a laboratory, right? That's right. Yeah. They're in the lab and there's a young sealed, actually played by uh, Michelle Williams. Oh, uh, young Michelle Williams. Who's grown up to be quite an accomplished actress. And, yeah. Um, by the way, she is an excellent representation of our main actress as a little girl. Yeah. They did a, the, whoever the casting agent was on that did a really good job. Spot on. Uh, also, I, I remember during the opening credits seeing that uh, Sill is designed by the great H.R. Geiger. Yeah. Oh, actually, oh my gosh, this is the second week in a row with an H.R. Geiger <gasps> designed what? alien. In That's a, awesome. In a questionable movie. H.R. <laughs> Geiger makes amazing think creations. What people do with those creations is up to them. That's right. Uh, so yeah, we're at a, uh, a laboratory or compound or something in uh, in Dugway, Utah. Shout out! <laughs> um, and there's a little girl in this giant or this little like uh, I guess biodome kind of a thing. Yeah, and uh, she's waking up on a lab table. She's hooked up to a lot of uh, machinery. She's a cute little blonde. Yeah. She looks around, looks very scared and confused. And there's oh. a doctor looming over her. Well, and she looks scared and confused because there's guys in hazmat suits hooking up uh, giant uh, 
tanks of cyanide that has big bold <laughs> letters on the side hooking it up to her air supply. <laughs> what? Um, so she tends to freak out. But there's a main would. scientist watching over and a single tear falls down his face. Yes, uh, Sir Ben Kingsley is Dr. Xavier Fitch. And he says, she looks concerned and he just looks back, I'm sorry. What <laughs> 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 that cyanide? <laughs> And okay, then, so if they were really trying to kill her, I'm just going to go ahead and say this. Why didn't they do it while they had her knocked out? Or, and if they had her knocked out, why didn't they strap her to the table? Because then it would have been like a 45-second movie. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah, yeah that's, that's the only I'm answer I got saying. for you. <laughs> because um, plot. So she breaks out. In, yeah, she does. A pretty, <laughs> that was like she, she, she basically breaks through the glass, and so then there's very Lulu esque. Yeah, and then she, the, so there's other gallons of cyanide being pumped into the yes. air in that room, <laughs> and then she like pull. She I think she like pulls the hoses on the hazmat guys because they're like gagging and stuff, right? Uh, I don't. She, or, she or do they not have their no? I think on. Uh, I don't anyway. know, but yeah, they all die. I don't think she pulls the. She may have pulled the hose on a couple of them, but yeah, they are they're all dead. She breaks yeah. basically through a wall and runs for freedom, <laughs> and then jumps into a flying taxi and starts <laughs> the yeah. fifth element. Yeah, yeah. No, no. no. Uh, she jumps onto a train. Onto uh, a train to oh. fold a hobo in half the wrong way. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, she's on the train. She was having uh, the nightmare with the train, or something like that. The or having some sort of nightmare, and then oh, is that where she has the nightmare about? Having sex with the tentacle monster. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And originally, it was like it's like fourteen seconds in the movie, but I feel it, I, I I seem to remember reading they cut it down from like twenty two minutes or yeah, something. Yeah, that's coming up in the fun facts. Okay, but uh, yeah, there's like weird tentacle monster sex yeah. dream, very H.R. Geiger style, and she's like woken up by like a hobo who's like, oh hey little girl, <laughs> and she basically pimp slaps him across the car. <laughs> he just lands in a huddled mass of bone and flesh. <laughs> uh, she's very strong, um, as we'll soon find out. So then uh, the the main doctor, uh, Dr. Kingsley. Dr. Kingsley. Um, he starts making calls and puts together a crack shoot team of various individuals, uh, including Mr. Blonde. I know. Uh, Michael Madsen being pulled in <laughs> as the uh, the mercenary guy, basically, yeah. to take her out. The, uh, Forrest Whitaker as the psychic or he's an empath and fuck him in his face he does nothing for this movie if he is not in this movie nothing changes oh wait no maybe somebody lives because he just fucking slows them down yeah Yeah. he's like he'll look at you and be like you're thinking about stuff Mm mhm you had a loss in your family (laughs) somebody with a D I'm getting a D did Somebody have a name with a D in it? Uh, David? Did he have a dick? Did Did David have a dick? Yes. Did David? As, ha- as far as I, I know, I feel like yes. he was very attached to his penis, both physically and emotionally. For the most part, yes. Yeah. Up until the end, <laughs> when he lost it. I'd make a great psychic. And then, and then we just called him Avid. <laughs> anyway. Thank you, John Edwards. Uh, who else is on the team? There's a a biologist uh, and behaviorologist, animalologist. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, That's Marge Hagelberger, right? Yeah, I think she's. I think she's the behaviorologist. Yeah. Um, and uh, Alfred Merlina plays like a doctor from Harvard or whatever, and he was like a doctor in like comparative anthropology, and I'm like, is that something a thing? like that? I'm sure it is. Everything's a thing, honey. All right. Well. 
Yeah. So there's that. And so that's the, what, four of them? Just those four, right? Yeah, that's the core. Yeah. Um, and basically, uh, they, they sum up, Dr. Kingsley sums up, and uh, basically, like, oh, we need to uh, capture her, or, well, probably just kill her. Uh, but it but yeah. basically explains that what she is is the aliens sent a, a message uh, that was received in Australia, and it had two things in it. One was, what <laughs> one was basically a way to have infinite energy, and I feel like that's a fairly compelling movie in itself, right, right? there. Of yeah. how it's like, oh yeah, basically a way for us to have limitless re- recurring energy forever and ever. Yeah. And I'm like, oh okay, so that's when flying cars and stuff like that come in, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, but the other thing was a DNA sequence of how to. Mm-hmm. Combine this foreign oh, alien they sent DNA. Us, they, yeah, they sent us the, the code or whatever for the alien DNA and then the friendly instructions on how to combine it with our own. Exactly. Um, and that's what uh, Sill is, which is the uh, the experiment, the little girl mm-hmm. that escaped. Oh, um, what did her name stand for? Uh, I think it was it had something to do with like the DNA structure. Like yeah. SIL was like a sequence or... Um, some kind of lysine. I don't know. Whatever. Alrighty. Doesn't matter. <laughs> it wasn't Gattaca. Gattaca. <laughs> Gattaca. Wait, no, what? Um, and then, uh, so I, so I'm like, one of my big pe- pet peeves about this part of the movie is when they're watching the uh, basically her escape, and the empath is sensing her feelings through the recording on the tape, and I'm like, okay. <laughs> Number one right there, that's how I know you're a quack. (laughs) (laughs) I I feel like she's really distressed. (gasps) Well, she's ripping people's faces off? (laughs) Well, they were pumping a lot of cyanide into that room and, and, you know, self-preservation and whatnot. Yeah, I I would guess she would be scared. Very, very observant of you. Why are you here again? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, let's see. Um, also, apparently she's growing at an incredible rate where she goes from a eight-year-old Michelle Williams into yeah. a full-fledged 25-year-old Natasha To be fair, after she ate like 25 pounds of food and cocooned. That's right. Oh, that's right. Yeah, the cocoon. Okay, yeah. So yeah. she moves up into a passenger train cart. And... Mm-hmm. <laughs> Oh, that poor porter lady. <laughs> she was trying so hard to be nice to that little girl. Uh, but, oh well, she she startled her. It's true. <laughs> so she got sucked up in that cocoon. Yeah, she did. <laughs> did she get partially eaten? No, no I, I don't think she was eaten. I think, th- like, her neck was snapped. Like, she got sucked into the cocoon, okay. and then... Yeah, she got, like, pulled up. And, and then, then, yeah, when the uh, team got onto the train it was like a she was like a broken huddled mass kind of near where the cocoon was uh they they track her to los angeles because of course all aliens go to los angeles shortly before they go to space it's true um and the sequels uh she goes to a pawn shop or something and gets like a wedding dress and just wears that Mm -hmm. around town yeah oh she (laughs) she fucking rocks whatever the hell she's wearing oh that's right she goes to a motel Yes, she does go to the motel. motel. She watches TV. She plays with the bed. She talks to the cool front desk guy. Oh yes, uh, she's rocking her uh, her wedding dress with a uh, fanny pack. Yeah, which is a fucking awesome and awesome look because apparently she was just also robbing people on the train too. Oh yeah, 
Um, so Blowing she just throws hundreds of dollars at people at any given time. People are actually really nice yeah. to her. Well, yeah, she basically back. sets down a wad of hundreds and twenties and stuff, and people are like, you know what, that'll, that'll do. Yeah, let's get you a nice room. No, most of them are like, oh, you need to be careful. Not everybody's as honest as I am and hand yeah. her back most of it. Yeah. Which I think is a little glimpse into that. We're not as terrible at, like, the movie's kind of trying to set a lot of these side characters up to be horrible, and they're not. Yeah. Nobody's horrible. Everybody's really good to her, considering she doesn't speak. Well, she is a pretty blonde in L.A. It's I, true. I hear they get some good treatment most of the time. I'd like to be a hot blonde. Me too. Let's go. Let's go. Both become hot blondes. Eh. Then we can be lesbians and we're a minority. Ooh. Eh? Awkward. Say right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so basically, the front desk guy at the motel recommends that she goes to a club. You know, have some fun. Oh yeah, because she asks where <sighs> men are. Yes, yes. She's looking for a man. Because uh, yeah. she's looking to procreate and mm-hmm. make more and more of her. So she goes to the club and uh, she sees the the one brunette girl like hitting on a guy and, I, I, and then goes to the bathroom. I've got a party to go to, but nobody to take me. It's a good So then good she line. follows the brunette into the bathroom, murders her in the stall. It just rips her spine right out. Like, rips, yeah. And then goes out, finds the guy the brunette was hitting on, and, and does the exact same line. I got a party to go to, and no one to take me. And of course, he's like, um, follow me. No, first he goes, well, where's the party? And she goes, I don't know. <laughs> Cut to, he is pulling into his driveway. Cut to, yeah, check please, we're good? All right, mm-hmm. see you next week, Rob. Uh, I also have written down... Lou Bega was at this club because there was the one guy. That <laughs> yeah, like there Lou was Bega a guy that was totally like the DJ or something. Yeah, <laughs> it's awesome. Was that before Lou Bega was a thing or after? Before I think Lou Bega was big in like ninety seven, ninety eight, and this was ninety five. Okay, maybe this was his big break. Yeah, maybe, maybe this is where he perfected Mambo Number no. Two. Oh yes, and then. Just yeah. kept improving until a couple years later you got Mambo number five. Well, you know, the original, I don't know if you know this or not, Mambo number two was uh, actually 14 and a half minutes long. He had to keep tightening it up. <laughs> <laughs> Tighten it up, Lou. What you talking about? <laughs> uh, so then uh, the guy, Robbie, is the the guy she met at the club's name. Yeah. Takes back to his, uh, his palatial oh, estate. Jesus. Yeah. He's the producer, apparently. And basically, uh, she gets there and starts getting a little cold feet for some reason and uh, decides she wants to go. But, of course, Robbie's like, hey, we're doing this, so yeah. get ready. Yeah. Uh, and she's like, okay. And they start, like, making out a little bit. And then Robbie's eyes open up, like, wait, what's going on? Ah, ah. Boom! Her tongue <laughs> goes right out the back of his fucking yeah. skull. That's <laughs> what you get when you train aggressively go after a woman even after she says yes <laughs> she leaves she leaves she runs out basically she runs out of the apartment naked yeah uh she flags down a really nice lady That's um, right. and says please help me and the guy's like oh my god where can i take you uh right around then the team shows up to capture her because they've tracked her down at this point uh they discover the reason do you not remember why he wasn't a uh an appropriate fit to procreate with because there were needles all over the apartment probably did drugs nope marge marge helleberger found he was a diabetic diabetic that's what it was yeah uh, that's right. oh no the line you said was pretty much correct yeah yeah so that was michael mans is that like oh or he's diabetic cause that's insulin like oh yeah all right also <laughs> drug needles and uh diabetes Diabetic needles, typically, diabetic needles are usually a smaller gauge, right? From what I understand? 
You're asking the wrong guy. Okay. <laughs> Probably though. Yeah. yeah. I assume. I said diabetic needles are super tiny. She runs into a, a nice guy who helps her out. Oh no no, that's right. She went to like the bus stop and there was like a car swerved and hit her. It was like a big hit and run thing because yeah. that came out of fucking nowhere. Oh, okay. First, so she's with a nice lady who picks her up while she's totally naked. She kidnaps the lady, steals her clothes, ties her to her own bedpost. Unclear what happens to that lady. They don't really mention whether she gets murdered or not. Yeah, I, she's I, 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 think, I think it's implied that she's killed because that that's from the preview earlier. She's the one that's like, I would never hurt you. She's like, yes, you would. You just don't know it yet. Yeah. And I think that's when she started, like, changing a little bit. Like, her face started getting a little weird. And so then it was like, cut cut screen. So she steals the lady's car. She obviously knows how to drive it because she watched the guy from the club drive his. Uh, Obviously. Um, And she drives it till it runs out of gas. And then she's very confused why it's not going anymore. So she leaves the convertible in the middle of the street. That's when she walks over to the bus stop because she sees men over there. And then that's when there's a weird hit and run where the guy hits her, goes through the bus stop. Pulls away, and a really nice guy gets out of his convertible down on uh, Venice Beach, basically. Yeah, yeah. And takes her to the hospital. And at the hospital, he's willing to pay her hospital bills with his credit card. Yeah, totally. Hey, honey. This super nice guy. No, he's just a nice guy, just, you know, paying the bills. You know, help, helping out this Last hot young blonde he found on the street. Last time I was at a hospital, I was there for six hours, and it was $31,000. Yeah. We also had to sue the hospital because they inflated the payments, but... Did you know it's $2,200 for pregnancy tests that you don't need at a hospital, apparently? God damn, I thought they were expensive at convenience stores. Right? I mean, so I've been <laughs> That's told. why you shop the dollar store. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh, there's pregnancies... You, if you I, don't think there's I'm pregnancy tests there at the dollar store... Jesus. Alrighty. So, species. Species! (laughs) Yeah, she's in the hospital for three minutes, and, like, her broken leg grows back. Shoulder. Her shoulder, yeah. She fixes it right right. in front of the doctor. She's got the view from the back, and it's like the bones are just, like, fixing themselves back, and she just gets up and walks off. Oh, the doctor's doctor's watching her going, what? What? What's going on? And then a nurse runs in and is like, doctor, we need you in surgery right now. There's a young boy who's been burned in half. Yeah, yeah, there was something like that. Like, oh my God, pieces of him everywhere. And he's just like, what did she... (laughs) By the way, the appropriate reaction. That that doctor is the greatest actor in this entire movie. Blonde lady. (laughs) He's just like, what the fuck? And so then she, like, the nice guy is like, oh, hey, are, are, are you okay? Oxy yes. can go? Yeah. Yeah, I can totally go. Yeah. Uh, uh, all right. Uh, you, what do you want to do? Like, let's go back to your place. Uh, okay. Okay. Uh, so they get in the hot tub. The swimming pool. They're in the swimming pool. It was a hot tub. It was bigger than a hot tub. They're in was the swimming bigger? pool. Oh, okay. Yeah. They're swimming around, and then she basically just tries to pull his shorts off. Yeah, basically. and for some reason he doesn't want to yeah, do yeah. that. Yeah, he's like, whoa, whoa, slow down. I want to get to know you. And she's like, I want a baby. And he's like, wait, what? By the way, also the appropriate reaction for that, like, <laughs> if I just need some dick, that's one thing. I want a baby's whole different level. By the way, I feel like in the last five or six episodes, there's not an episode that goes by where it's not like, here, take this baby. I don't want your fucking baby. <laughs> <laughs> it's and true. It, and this is a little twist on it where it's like, I want a baby. Like. I don't want to give I, you a I, baby. <laughs> I'm not putting a baby in you. I'm sorry. Uh, so Steve, yeah. will you put a baby in me? <laughs> so, <laughs> so, 
so yeah so then uh <laughs> zero answer no. the uh the, the wonder team after her uh, is getting closer and closer they get to the hospital blah 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 uh i think it's michael madsen and march helen helgenberger or whatever they're at the hospital and find mm-hmm. out she at this place this guy that checked her out or whatever uh paid her all her bills uh and they go there and like as they're pulling up like she hears them yeah and 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 of course the guy's like hey we're making out whatever uh and then that's when she basically just holds his head underwater because he won't put out yeah (laughs) (laughs) note to guys if she wants it you better give it to her yeah uh, but if she doesn't want it you better fucking watch out basically you're damned if you do damned if you don't and i remember uh they get pretty close to catching her she's like hiding in the backyard or Mm -hmm. whatever and the body's like i have written down squirrel attack Oh yes, Marge Helberger gets attacked yeah. by a squirrel in the dead of night. By the way, that squirrel has rabies. Yeah, right. <laughs> Squirrels are diurnal. Get a squirrel. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the best part is like, uh, so they block off the scene because obviously there's a corpse and whatever, yeah. and they're talking about like what what their next what, what they're gonna do next. And like, oh yeah, meet back at the hotel, regroup, blah blah blah. And she's watching from a car on the street, parked in the way. And for a second there, I was like, oh my god. Is she like mind controlling them to do that? Or nope, like, she's nope. reading is their lip lips. Reading. Is lip reading. By the way, she has a firm grasp of every connotation of the English language mm-hmm. being three days old. Yeah, she's a superior species, honey. Does it fucking matter? It, th- th- does she know S- St- what a Steve. kumquat is? Superior species. Does it matter? Sue. Does she know what a hotel is? Superior. How would she know what a hotel is? Species. The internet. She Googled it. In 1995? Yeah. Superior False. species. She built the internet. <laughs> the internet was invented the, by, by the, so. the internet was ingrained in her DNA? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why do you think she had to go into a rich producer's house? He's the only one who had a landline that was, like, fast enough at that time. They fired, like, a myth. Oh, no, no. That's right. There was the uh, car chase down, uh, like, Mulholland Drive or something. Oh, yeah. And she set it up so it's like, oh, yeah, the car would go off this side. And there was, yep. like, canisters of gas and that's stuff. That's right. And she and cuts was... her thumb off yeah. uh, when she still has the lady tied up. That's right. Oh, yeah, that's so right. she has it pre-planned from the beginning. Uh, yeah, yeah. So uh, they, they follow her. Um, everything. Uh, there's car accidents. Everything is burned up except for the thumb. So they're like, she's dead. So they all go back to hotel to celebrate yeah yeah they basically meet up to have drinks and dance and stuff there at the hotel which is like hey yeah. guys we just blew up an alien the, the only one of its kind here on the planet um drinks are on me hey Pretty thanks much. dr kingsley <laughs> um yeah uh the uh, empath doesn't drink but they have him drink once by the way this guy's fucking useless yeah, yeah absolutely useless fucking useless they're all pretty useless because sill dyes her hair yes here we go. And After cutting and dyeing her hair, Syl takes it an attraction to Preston, having dreamt Michael of him Madsen. the night before. After the team celebrates their apparent victory, she stalks them at the hotel, but they don't recognize her. Arden, they who's still upset at being single, walks her. into his room to find Syl waiting for him. Yeah, okay. So, that part... <laughs> the uh, Marge Helgenberger sees her in the bathroom and like oh, yeah. they like have a little conversation and everything. Yeah, she like offers her a breath mint or something. Yeah, and, and it's like it's fucking her. You've been a, this is the creature you've been hunting for like the last week. <laughs> this is all you've been thinking about. You've not been sleeping. I, I was still expecting a you know, you look pretty familiar. 
Nothing. Did, which just shows they're the worst at their job. You know. Absolutely the worst at their jobs. Yeah. So, yeah, after uh, Michael Madsen and Marge Helgenberger basically go back to her room. They go blah, and blah, fuck. Blah, blah, they uh, fuck. <laughs> Doc Ock uh, goes back to his room. Mm-hmm. He um, said he's single. Yeah. And he's in the room next to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, which, first off, right there, it's like, you may want to wait an hour or two just to. They're drunk. Sure Everybody's drunk. Clear. Yeah. Everybody's uh, but he goes back to his room, and oh my god, this hot girl that looks just like the alien they've been tracking for the this last. hot black haired chick. <laughs> two days. But they're drunk. Uh, yeah, so uh, Syl fucks with him. And he goes, what about protection? She's like, don't worry about it. And he's like, okay. Okay. Uh, meanwhile, uh, our completely useless empath is like, I think she's here. But That's I don't want to knock on the door because everybody's busy. So he looks through the hole, <laughs> like a little peeping Tom. Uh, um, it's about that time Doc Ock's getting his funky Spider-Man on. Yeah. And, uh, gets up in there. Go watch BoJack. <laughs> And then, and then she says something like, "I can feel it already." What? Can you feel it inside uh, me? He's like, "What? Life? <laughs> oh, silly girl, you can't tell that quickly." <laughs> and then she's like, "No, no, feel." And he feels her stomach, and he's like, "Oh shit! Holy shit! What's going on?" It's about that time, like little tentacles and stuff are coming out of her back, and fucking destroy her um, or yeah. destroy him destroy him it's Sorry. about then that our completely fucking useless empath knocks on the door and is like i know you didn't want me to knock but i'm pretty sure our name- i'm pretty sure she's next I'm door i'm pretty sure the other doc just fucked her and we have a problem marsh hugberger and and what's his name get up and they run out they pound on the door to find uh they've already gone to pound town and right. he's dead and she's escaping uh, they get into the sewers. Yeah, they chase them down to the sewers. Oh, and uh, they they get the uh, the original doc who created her. What's his name? Ben Kingsley. Ben Kingsley. They get Ben Ki- Ben Kingsley, who by the way has gone from nerdy nerdy uh, scientist to like full blown like commando yeah. at this point. Yeah, he's carrying like a fucking missile launcher or an M seventy nine or something out, like guns that. Guns out, whole nine yards. <laughs> yeah, and of course these cavernous sewers that they're walking through yeah. are like... They're the ones from Big Trouble in Little China. Yeah. Black blood of the earth. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so they go around there. And it's about the time Sills uh, turned into her like alien form which is you yeah. know very hr geiger but it's like all cg and stuff in mm-hmm. this at this point too you know she looks like uh she looks like a t1000 version of the diva from fifth element hey, I can, yeah yeah i yeah. can see that she's shiny silver lots of tubes coming out of her and head. the best part is she sounds like an evil gremlin oh she does her voice <laughs> is spectacular <laughs> uh oddly enough voiced by peter weller <laughs> perennial all-star of this podcast That's right. if you need a crazy voice for an evil being peter weller's your guy <laughs> oh and by the way she starts going into labor immediately yeah okay so uh, another thing okay she's fully grown in i assume three or four days total let's tops. give her three days let's yeah. let's be generous so basically from let's say conception mm-hmm. uh there's a three-year-old baby walking around in, in 45 10, minutes? 10 minutes? Let's no, give them 45. No, 10 minutes. Because well, they basically went downstairs in the hotel slash club or whatever they, into the sewer. They got, that but was they it. got lost. They got lost in the caverns. The empath had to find the crack all by himself. Because nobody believes <laughs> him because like he's fucking bullshit. I the key bullshit. might be in this office. No, wait. This other office? 
Yeah. Oh my God. Wait, no, he's she's so this dumb. way. Oh, and no, and wait, at this is time when Ben there. Kingsley is realizes the empath is completely fucking useless. Like, I'm going over here. You don't fucking know what you're doing. And it's like, yes. Yeah. Why did you hire him? Exactly. Why did you throw gobs and gobs of cash he's, at him? He's having buyer's remorse. At this oh point. my God. As he should. Uh, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm also going to point out something I pointed out when we're watching this movie. I, I studied veterinary science. I, we covered some genetics. So she is at best 50% alien. 50% human, because we're combining human and alien DNA. Okay. She then mates with a human. Yes. That offspring, at best, is 75% human, uh, 25% alien. Yeah, that's why it comes out looking like a baby. Yet, appears to grow even faster than she did. Correct. Some sort of hybrid figure, which... I would argue she has the majority of the hybrid vigor. So it, so hybrid vigor is when you... Like when you take two purebred dogs. You take like a purebred German Shepherd. You take a purebred Poodle. When you cross them, the babies tend to be healthier and grow faster than the, the parents, the purebreds. Because okay. the purebreds have all these extra alleles for... Aren't needed necessarily, but are just part of the genetic code. And they keep... They keep being passed on because you've you've just got kind of this like stagnant DNA like gen- genetics. And what's that called again? Hybrid vigor. Ooh, stop dropping that V word, sweetie. That's uh, you gotta be careful. <laughs> when you that. cross them, <laughs> when you cross them, the DNA knows to to get rid of all the stuff that it's not using. So you basically just have the healthiest genes you can when you cross them. That's why mutts are always healthier than purebreds. There you go. Um, so she's fifty fifty. You would assume she would be essentially the healthiest version of that. Because she has gotten rid of all the unnecessary human DNA and all, or alleles and all the unnecessary alien alleles. So then her baby is 75%. Yet it grows like three times faster than she does. I feel like we had the same discussion last week when we talked about the uh, xenomorph-predator uh, hybrid. and. <laughs> yeah, but that came in with... They, they, wrote, they, put, in their, uh, they put in their ex machina in that the predators have their magic gene. There you go. So are we saying that, that this exactly alien also has have. it? <gasps> Maybe the predators created. That's what I'm assuming. The predators oh. are the ones who sent the uh, the DNA oh. or the DNA sequence and the infinite energy, you know, for all their energy so weapons they... and stuff to us, so that they could turn our whole planet into a hunting ground. Okay, so they made up these little creatures, probably using a little bit of xenomorph DNA and every and other things that they've created that they've hunted. That they were like, man, these are really apex predators. What would happen if we cross them with a human? Let's let the humans find out. And, and think about it this way. If, All right, if, I'll you're, buy it. if you're a hunter and you're yeah. going deer hunting, mm-hmm. what if that deer had titties? Like, nice, nice titties. Would you want to shoot it or would you want to fuck it? Yes. <laughs> Either or. I mean, you know. <laughs> also, what if it had no teeth so it could give you a blowjob? <laughs> that. <gasps> yeah, maybe that's where they were going with it. I don't know. I. <laughs> So anyway, uh, so they're anyway. Uh, in the sewers fighting. So, uh, oh no, they he, get out of the sewers into a cavern area well, with same thing. with yeah. tar and lava and like Black blood of the earth. Yeah, yeah. So you will come out no more. Oh, and lots of ratty muffins. Don't forget the oh, ratty God, muffins. The ratty muffins I they hear about <laughs> the whole time. And, hey, it's very important for it, the last scene of this movie. Sure is. Yeah. Uh, at this point, the CGI is pretty bad. Oh, it's bad. There's some practical effects that are pretty good. But yeah, the, yeah. the CGI at this point is just kind of... It's very Anaconda-like. <laughs> no, Anaconda's still worse. Anaconda's still worse. 
Um, Jesus fucking Christ, Anaconda. I remember there's like, uh, they're fighting, jumping around, and she falls in the oil, and for some reason, Seal just, or no, Mar- uh, March Helgenberger falls into the oil. Falls in the oil and just can't get out of there for some reason. Like, she's a goddamn mammoth in a tar pit or something. Ah. But, uh, she's like, just get out of there. Uh, uh, yeah, and she, he's she's trying to get the empath to help her, but he's, I don't know, hypnotized or... Oh, no, he found the baby, and he's, like, trying to treat it like it's a child. Yeah. Because he can tell that there's a living being up there. He can read Syl's thoughts that she's evil. He doesn't... He, he can't read that the baby just wants to eat him. Yeah. He's, oh, after the baby eats a rat? Yeah. Like, just sticks, like flicks the tongue out like a frog and... <laughs> Oh, yeah. So it flicks its tongue out like a chameleon or a frog, but instead of it sticking, it, like... Harpoons. P- harpoons it and brings yeah. it back. Yeah, very, very Harpoon effective. tongue. It's like a barbed harpoon. <laughs> yeah. Get over here. Oh. Do you want one of those, honey? Like, when you go cool. to the bar, you can grab different beers and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> uh, as you know, I want the uh, prehensile uh, monkey Penis? tail. No. <laughs> That's... Uh, Kind of the same thing, just, you know. If you had a prehensile penis, you'd be using it at work on a daily basis. <laughs> it just helps me type faster. <laughs> Uh-oh, I need some more wipes. Anyway. There's the question for the movie pod squad. What would you uh, use your prehensile penis for? <laughs> Let us know on Twitter at EILF Movies. That's everything I learned from movies. Hashtag pants. <laughs> Hashtag Bojack Thoughts. Uh, so... I have written down, let go, you motherfucker, M79 explosion. Yeah. That's... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> A lot of that going on. Um, so, yeah, she's killed. Sill's so, killed, the baby's killed, the empath is killed. Yeah, everybody walks away. Marge Helgeberger makes it, and... And Michael Madsen. And Michael Madsen. Yeah, I think Ben Kingsley was killed when she jumped out of the oil. Yeah, yeah, he got, he got eaten there. pretty early. Um... But is it over? Because there's a couple sequels to this movie. So there's a tendril left. One of her, her head tendrils. Mm-hmm. And you see a little cute little sugary ratty muffin. Grab it and he starts snacking upon it because it's delicious. It's a little delicious tendril. Yeah, and then it like cuts back to people doing whatever the fuck they did. <laughs> our yes. main characters going like, it's finally over. And I'm like, you still don't have a body, you motherfuckers. You fell for this before. Are you going to fall <laughs> for this again? Um. Anyway... Uh, yeah, and then our closing scene is little Ratty Muffin. He didn't look like he's doing so well. He also looks like he might be animatronic. <laughs> yeah, he might be. He kind of looks like a hand puppet. And then one of his cute little snuggly Ratty Muffin friends comes over and is like, Hey, dude, what's up? And he pierces him with his shooting tongue. Because apparently you can pass DNA on via the mouth and stomach. Exactly. The more you know. Ladies and gentlemen, that's Species. Oh, Species. Would you recommend it? Yes. I would also recommend If you it. enjoy titties. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just for the titties alone. I mean, let's be real. <laughs> uh, also, Species 2, not that bad as I remember. We may have to watch that. Oh, that's too. what the dude who becomes... Yes. And then Syl comes back somehow. Don't ask why. Um, no, it's she, like, Syl's clone or something. Yeah. They clone her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's like... it's Because it's, right. yeah. her name's Eve. I do remember that. Oh, God, yes. It's Eve... Yeah, there's a lot of... We'll save that for another episode. But first, I'm a little parched. What you got over there to drink? Oh, we still have two more beers to do, my love. We better hurry the fuck up. Let's bring on one. 
Alrighty. Ooh, next up we have from Jackrabbit Brewing up in Sacramento, Graybeard Old Ale from West Sacramento, California. This strong English style ale has a rich malt character with caramel and dark chocolate overtones, dried fruit flavors, and a slight warming feeling from alcohol are on the finish. Nice. Yeah. Like 8% or something? 8%. Yes. And it's a 22 ounce bomber. By the way, we went to Jackrabbit Brewing. Delightful brewery. Nice little, nice little brewery. If you're ever in uh, West Sacramento, be sure to check them out. Yeah. Hey, honey, my cup is over there. I have a oh. mug that totally looks Game of Thrones. Excellent. Just one moment and pop the top. Oh, my top. Jingle, jingle. Jingle, jingle. And the pour. All right. Go, pickles. Oh, that is a frothy glass. That's frothy. Yeah. All right. This is a dark, dark beer. It's got copper highlights. A very dark khaki head. Surprisingly dark colored head for how brown this beer is. Mmm. Smells nice and malty. Steve's going in for the taste. Oh, yeah. That is pretty good. Mmm. It's very, um... Yeah. It's got a... Oh, my gosh. Got a lot of toasty notes. Yeah, toasty notes. It's got a little bit of that, uh, uh, like a little bit of date on it. Like a little yeah, bit kind of, of a date. Kind of yeah, dried date. Multi finish. Sweetiness. Um, sweetiness. That's a word. <laughs> yeah, this is mm. a delightful beer. Yeah, it's a good old ale. Wow. Excellent choice. Wow. We really enjoyed the beers over at Jackrabbit Brewing. Yeah, yeah. Good also, stuff if you like bunnies, they have bunny t-shirts. They little fuzzy bunnies. They, they sure do. So if you like bunnies. If you like getting drunk and cute little snuggly bunnies. Go to Jackrabbit Brewery. Yeah. West Sacramento, California. Woo! Uh, fun facts. Fun facts. Super fun facts. Because fun, fun facts. Fitch's comment that he made uh, Sill female to be more docile is an in-joke that belies his ignorance. In every predatory species known, the female is always more aggressive. Yeah, that's true. Uh, during the production, MGM opted not to shoot the nightmare train sequence to keep costs down. We, we alluded to this earlier. It was uh, when she was uh, Syl was having her nightmares. It was the super like dark, but it had like the the flashing like almost strobe lights like lightning um and there was like the weird tentacle creatures that uh still ended up being yeah and there was also the a train that looked like the head of a xenomorph like it was that whole hr geiger it's what the hr geiger disney ride would be yeah yeah (laughs) yeah like 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 picture picture the the trolley car that would take you to his bar Mm-hmm. <laughs> Which, yes. by the way, is a place. Google that shit. It looks amazing. By the way, when are we going? When we're in the neighborhood. So when are we going to Daneland? <laughs> I'm sorry, where, sweetie? <laughs> he's Danish, so he's from Daneland? No, yeah, I think it's in, in Switzerland, yeah, actually. Yeah, it's like Germany, maybe? I don't know. Uh, when we're in whatever neighborhood that is. But yeah, but yeah basically, H.R. Geiger was not willing to accept uh, that GM, MGM wasn't going to do that. So he spent $100,000 of his own money to finance the sequence. Uh, was a... <laughs> She dreams uh, herself in her alien form mating with a male alien. Uh, it was 20 minutes long and uh, was much more detailed and graphic. But, of course, he pre- sent, gave it to MGM. Uh, and they basically cut it down to a few seconds and a flashback. Ha, his bar is in Switzerland. 
Oh, uh, Geiger also came up with the idea of killing Syl by blowing her head off since he thought that her original death from the script where she gets burned alive with a flamethrower was too weak. Geiger had some mm-hmm. other suggestions for the ending, one of which included much bigger and more action-packed ending, uh, which would take place in a drive-in theater showing Ridley Scott's Alien film, uh, of course, which Geiger worked on. Uh, this ending had military fighting against Syl with helicopters and Laura eventually killing Syl by blowing her head off with a rocket launcher. After she gets killed, Syl's baby would crawl out of her, but would also end up dying either by explosion or by being beaten to death by one of the soldiers. That would have been fucking awesome. (laughs) It would have been amazing. (laughs) I'll see your R and I'll raise you a hard R. Also, uh, Alfred Molina recalled that Natasha Hensrich was nervous on the day of the filming of their sex scene. Uh, since she had never acted in one before. This was basically like her first movie. Um, yeah. Uh, Molina lightened the mood by telling Henstrich that uh, it was a first for him, too, since his only previous sex scene was with a man in uh, <laughs> 1987's Prick Up Your Ears, which apparently is a great name for a movie. Alrighty then. So, yeah, sweetie, what did we learn from this movie? <laughs> uh, I learned that uh, apparently females are more docile. Um, I learned that females are not more docile <laughs> and definitely not more tameable. Mm, I can never be tamed. I'm like a wild animal. <laughs> I, I'm I, a wild animal who makes homemade yogurt. <laughs> I also learned being the nice guy is not what it's cracked up to be. Oh, it will always get you killed. In a most horrific way. <laughs> oh my god. I also learned that, uh, huh, weird, cars don't work when they run out of gas. <laughs> it's true. Uh, oh, uh, and to never pick up potential rape victims, they will eat you. That's true. Ugh. I learned that if you're a hot blonde, you can get everything paid for. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. It's like having health insurance. Honey, Just... if I looked like that, my student loans would already be paid. Yeah, they would. <laughs> hey, we have one more beer. Ooh, yes. One last beer. One last got? beer, because beer, beer, good. <laughs> <laughs> yes, beer, beer, good. <laughs> Well played. I've been drinking! Uh, yeah, so <laughs> this is uh, Peter's brand. Classic Dutch style Pilsner, superior quality. Product of Germany. Imported lager beer. Yeah, so I think we got this at uh, Bevmo. On the uh, <laughs> discount aisle? No. <laughs> uh, maybe. This is in a can, so I have higher hopes for it. Yes. In case it explodes and destroys the computer. I'm so sorry. No. All right, let's go in. Shall I pop my top? Pop that top. Oh, my top. All right. So far, so good. Going to go in for a sip. Hey, that's not too bad. Tastes like a lager. It's very biscuity. A little bit of a green apple. This might be one of the freshest imported beers I've ever had from uh, Bevmo. Yeah, that's not a bad little lager. Yeah. I'm going to say 5%. We'll, uh, we'll hit you on the lager, but... Uh, mm-hmm. It's like those uh, Icelandic lagers we mm. had. Yeah, it's a lot like uh, Brio. Yeah. Or maybe, like Maybe even Viking. <laughs> Oh, Steve, uh, I miss Iceland. Uh, so in looking up the H.R. Geiger bar, something came up about a Tokyo H.R. Geiger bar. Mm-hmm. It no longer exists. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently it was created originally against H.R. Geiger's will while he was still alive. So he went there and told them they had to develop a different concept. Ah, right. I lost it. So now it's uh, Hello the, Kitty Rat Bar? This bar, I developed the concept of tables for two in an open, in open elevator cars. 
that would be gliding and travel up and down in perpetual motion. I hadn't taken into account the Japanese fire marshals, though. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this bar had a huge entrance area with spiral stairs that opened to an atrium. The seems the bear w- bar was tailor-made for the underworld. A friend visited the place about five years after it opened and told had told H.R. Geiger that it had fallen in the hands of the Yakuza. Um, <laughs> now that's a story. <laughs> right? Uh, eventually the bar no longer existed. Um, apparently things in Tokyo don't bleh, don't usually survive more than five years. That sounds about right. Oh, that's a shame. We're going to be in Tokyo. We're going to be that's in Tokyo that's soon. That's right. I totally would have went to the Geiger bar. Oh, absolutely. That would have been like, hey, Steve, can this train drop us off in front of the Geiger bar? Right. <laughs> Yeah, that species. Uh, yeah, definitely it is. check it out. Big thank you to all the fans out there. Huge shout out. Uh, definitely keep in touch with us. We're on Facebook. Uh, we're on Twitter at EILF Movies. That's everything I learned from movies. Uh, we're on Etsy. And we're on Instagram. We're on, yeah, we're all over the place. We're on all the social medias. If you need some movie related art, I have some up in my personal shop at Untidy Venus. That's on Etsy. If you look up Untidy Venus or Field Guide Movie Worms. That's right. It's uh, one of my most popular ones. Yeah, she's got some wonderful art. Check it out. Also uh, on also on the Twitter at Untidy Venus, and on the Untapped at Untidy Venus. Although I only uh, only log about a third of the beers we drink because usually I've been drinking. Because otherwise they'll follow us home everywhere we go <laughs> and assume we're drunk. Right. Uh, and they may not be wrong. Uh, <laughs> we would uh, never drink and drive, Steve. Also. If you want, check us out on Patreon. Some great benefits and stuff out there. We just yeah. uh, lower the prices a little bit because uh, we want your feedback. and We want you picking episodes and stuff for us because mm-hmm. uh, we want to throw out what you guys want. Yeah. <laughs> We're willing to dish up what you're willing to take. And a big shout out to Movie Pod Squad, Potter and Family, Podfix mm-hmm. Network, uh, Poop Culture Society, I think that's what they're called. <laughs> uh, all wow. Everybody out there listening to us. We really appreciate it. And uh, mm-hmm. thanks for hitting us up on Twitter and uh, letting us know how we're doing. Happy birthday, Susan. That's super belated at this point by like a month. Yes. Happy birthday, Mom. <laughs> <laughs> Love you. <laughs> Alrighty. And so until next time. I'm Steve. And I'm Izzy. And this is Everything, Everything I, I Learned from, from movies. movies. Have a good night, everybody. Night, everybody. Oh, I'm going to drink so much of this beer tonight, honey. Let's do it. In fact, we need to drink it all.